Good morning. Hello. How are you doing? Huh? Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm what a bit you like this. Is that your run? Yeah. I've got a wee hat. Look at me, that's brilliant. No. I, I didn't just do a run. Thought, I yeah, didn't get a hat yesterday. <laughs> exactly. Well, you know what? There might still be time yet. Cause you, just, <laughs> you just finished a, a 5K run the other day there, didn't you? Yes. Yes. And that was a challenge for me itself. I'm, um, I'm a love Pilates yoga. I could do that. No bother. Running. It's one of those things that I have to mentally push myself to do it and once I, and I think the thing with running, I have to have people to meet up with to do it with because I think it's one of those things that it's a social side of things I like, not that you're running. Yeah. <laughs> but just yeah. to meet like if there's a few people going, doesn't matter one or two, go and meet them and then it's like, right, I don't have to do I don't do the oh, tomorrow might be a nicer day to run, that kind of thing. I but yeah. It. So. Totally fine running. That's not my thing. I no. can walk 500 miles, but don't ask me to run five kilometers. Yeah, I just I'm can't insane. do it. Yeah, and that's why I thought this was a good challenge for me because yeah. it's out of my norm comfort zone. Yeah, so I just thought I'd surprise you <laughs> with this. You know, like, I like you know, that. <laughs> that was shocked right at the start. Uh, but because like you, you also ran for for cancer. Um, in Ireland, and also, I think you've raised about a thousand pounds so far. Yeah, so it was really, it was really interesting. Um, it just came up about three or four weeks ago. Um, there's a few of us talking and saying, you know, especially through lockdown, we felt a bit kind of like sluggish and maybe unmotivated and things like that. So, um, weirdly enough, I saw a book. I was clearing out a cupboard actually, and um found a book called runners uh, a guide to running or something like that and i flicked through and i was like why have i got this this is unusual and i saw i just a very really quick flick through and i saw a few things like a uh, couch 5k how like a program and i said that's interesting i just put that to one side literally the next morning i um i looked on i think my facebook feed or an email i can't remember the first thing that i noticed was um arc house cancer centers um and they're a cancer they're a charity really close to my heart um a really good friend well one of my best friends unfortunately went through cancer and passed away four years ago but I always remember her I was one of the people who when she first got diagnosed went to a lot of the hospital appointments with her and she was still in shock I think it was like the second appointment um, and she said I've heard about these these places called Ark House the nurse mentioned to me can we go and have a look so I was like yeah of course and she, I was driving so I just we dropped we went into one of these um, support centres. And I remember when we walked in, she was, I think, like in that kind of state of still overwhelm, of course, um, shock, um, fear. Um, And then when we were in there, it was really interesting because the lady straight away was like, oh, you know, welcoming and just sat and had this really heartfelt chat with her and -hmm. said what what they do there. There's like kind of um, groups that you can kind of just, um, have the chat with people going through the same thing or um, counsellors um, even things to do with like healthy cooking um, exercise anything like you know anything to support them and you know when you're kind of going through such a horrible time of your life so it's something that I remember when she walked out the there was something a bit different about her like a relief 
or a bit of a kind of sense of um, hope. So that's why I was like, there's something about that sort of whole situation. So back to the story, the next day I looked at um, my emails and uh, a message from Ark House, do a 5K, 10K run for charity and of course at the moment they usually have usually have a big thing and they're saying at the moment can't do big meetings and meetups so can everyone do their own one in their own time and um and I was like do you know what this is a sign that I have to get off my bum (laughs) and do something so um yeah so I just uh, messaged a few people who I thought might be interested and through four of them and then two two of my friends got other friends who wanted to join us and I had a few friends who maybe were injured or really were like not running for for them but we'll be your cheerleaders or we'll help support you or we'll share your link you know so it was really nice so yeah and it kind of went from there so I think it was only like a month in in all but from couch to 5k we were practicing three times a week and it's a real social aspect of it as well which was great um and the money was the fundraising was crazy like because it started off um trickling in which is brilliant and I was like oh my god I'd be amazing to get 150 for charity because that would be just something yeah. you know I could kind of put towards you know send straight to them and I left the target 150 and then it kind of started creeping up to 200 and I was like so I put a message on even social media oh I'm so excited it's got to 200 let's see if we get to 300 so the next thing it was at 300 it was kind of creeping past and I think it got to about 410 a few days before the race and I was like oh my god so I put a message out to the girls and said just if anyone hasn't um put their um fundraising in or you want to put a link out here's a link literally it was like it's like you know there's fundraising in the evenings where it's like Pugsy Bear and the number keeps going up like yeah. on the night before the race every hour I just kind of kept looking at it and I was like it's gone up by 100 it's gone up by 50 and it was so it was over it was 1100 when I last saw it anyways uh which was amazing because it was just the support from the runners and the friends, but also their outer circle who wanted to sort of support and help them through doing something that they don't normally do. Like a normal um, 5k run is something we wouldn't, like I wouldn't generally do. Um, yeah. So it was, it was, it was really good fun. Um, and I just think the feeling of achievement in both the running and fundraising was just brilliant. And I still have a bit of a high from it. So it was great. Uh, that thing is fantastic and even like from a coaching business point of view it just goes to show you that you know it is really possible to raise funds really quickly yeah. if you get a right bunch of core folk around you and yeah. make it exciting for everyone else yeah. Um, yeah. to get involved so yeah. congratulations and well done thank you in achieving right. that. so i think yeah like, for both my friends were saying it's that you know they were saying it wasn't for you motivating us and coaching us and kind of bringing us with your excitement and and going come on let's meet tomorrow morning they're like we would have given up and it's such a nice feeling to, to feel that kind of like helping others and motivating them but also that helped me to motivate myself to to do things so uh-huh. it's a great learning curve I loved it and I did forget to say this is like Jamie's coach journey so um, <laughs> you are the third person I've had on and what I've noticed is every every time I do one of these there is a connection from the from the last person really um, so so for Dawn and then when Claire came on, and um, there was like there was a connection of the kind of the holistic type of work that they do, um, and then the basically I, the book that Dawn had wrote and that she was talking about it really mm. connected with Claire. So yeah. I gave Claire a wee gift, 
and she really appreciated that. And in return, I got some little things from her pulse points. And oh, brilliant! <laughs> yeah, so like, these little things, oh, so they're really good. Yeah, um, and it's really just again, it gave me some mental clarity, you know, when I'm when I'm when I'm doing this, yeah. um, doing my work. They're really uh, good, yeah. But she also worked in a hospice, and one of the things that she does is she does like a kind of oncologist therapy, kind of for like kind of cancer patients oh, and stuff okay. like that. Yeah. So again, there's this connection, and because and like as we were saying, I did the winter run, yeah. um, back in February as well, and yeah. there's just, just with this kind of connection. I think there's not anyone that's not been touched by mm-hmm. by cancer, and yeah. one of the other reasons I did it was for mental health awareness as well that was really at the back of my mind mm. and this week as we talk um here in the in the british isles anyway it's um mental health awareness week yeah definitely. so i'm going to be getting involved in that um during this week um so keep an eye out Brilliant. online for some posts and stuff like that going yeah. out yeah um so i'm going to be really reflecting on what it what mental health means to me what it means for my environment mm. um and I'm going to get a bit controversial, I think, in some of my thoughts and why not. Yeah, um, just challenge us and challenge people around. Yeah. So uh, the fact that you went out running, you went outside your comfort zone and you managed to do that, you managed to bring a whole group of people around you. It was fantastic. Because, um, I mean, you, I know you for really your, your yoga, sitting yeah. down really yeah. and relaxing, yeah. meditating and, and, and it's the other extreme of, yeah. But it's energetic as well. I mean, it burns calories all the same. But maybe you could give us a tell us a bit about your your yoga journey because I understand you know you've you've went from <laughs> you you've, you've went on a big journey so far and you're you're not even finished that. Yeah. No. Um. Oh, I have to shorten this, but <laughs> could we here all day? Um. Oh, let's start. Well, of course, I started working um as a manager back when I was 16 so I'd staff under me at the age of 16 and of course being a perfectionist um and being a bit of a workaholic that I know my personality and, it, and I'm trying to adjust them as well at the moment but um I would give 110% to all the jobs so that means I was like literally up at four o'clock in the morning and I'd get home at six or seven and then maybe working in the night just getting some paperwork done before the next day and it was a bit of a crazy management when I was in London and then moved to Ireland and again I got into the corporate world where I was manager and facilities manager even where the phone would run uh, would ring all the time 24-7 and I suppose the turning point with the whole corporate world for me and how I got into the yoga was uh, I was in the facility management job and you'd be out to leave your house at seven on the road meeting clients going to different sites I'd had maybe 12, 15 sites around um, mostly Dublin, but um, Ireland in general. And I'd be kind of on the road, busy all day. And then when you get back, there's 200 emails sitting in your, in your, your email account. So in the day, you were working so hard and you're like really firefighting and client meetings and everything. You just didn't have time to do that. So what my habit, which was so bad looking at it now, and that's why what I'm doing now is a lot to do with working people who are overwhelmed close to burnout or just need to tweak things in their life because I see it myself how easy it happened so I would come home and I'd maybe get in the door about six half six put the dinner on I might squeeze yoga class in on my way home so that was an hour 
but I'd still get home, put the dinner on. As the dinner was cooking, my laptop would be out. I'd probably eat my dinner sitting at the laptop on the dining room table, trying to get to the emails. And then I think I'd probably on average be up to 1 or 2 a.m. And I remember I was living with two friends at the time, house sharing, and two of the girls, and they would, of course, be at work and maybe go out for dinner or drinks. And this is way, way before, this is four or five years ago. Um, and when I, they came home, I'd be sitting at the table on my laptop. And they used to say to me, you're not still working, are you? And I was like, oh, I just need to, just tonight I'm going to do this. And I was convincing myself it's just a one-off. And then it got to the stage where if I wasn't sitting at the dining room table to one o'clock when they got home, they were like, what's happened? Is everything wrong? Are you all right? And then I was like, this isn't good, you know? And of course, my social life plummeted because I was not making any plans to see anyone. Or if I was, it was literally an hour coffee after work. And then I'd race home because I think it was that if I didn't get through those emails tomorrow, they'd just build up, build up, build up, build up. And I just couldn't face that side of things. So clearest day I remember one one time I was um sitting at the dining room table and it was probably about two o'clock in the morning and I was answering emails and probably just feeling completely stressed overwhelmed and I had a lot to do tomorrow and I was like I have to get these done because whatever was coming tomorrow and it's it like someone was standing behind me a voice said so clear you will make yourself sick if you carry on like this it was and I actually had to go you know, for a second, like, what, what, where did that voice come from? But I know it was in my head, but it was so clear. It was like, do something about this because you're not happy. Your health is going to suffer big time, either mentally and physically, because literally I was sitting down for hours when I got home. And, you know, that kind of thing socially, um, you know, and I was kind of just feeling kind of bombarded. It was getting more and more and more. So, yeah, um, I had I, I, I'm one of those travelers who just it's my it's like breathing when I get away to other countries and um I've been lucky enough to travel um through Asia Thailand and sorry Asia Australia New Zealand um China um South America um and then Cambodia Vietnam and where do my recent oh Nepal and India so there's a lot of kind of a range there and usually I've been lucky enough to maybe have six months for, for a couple of them so South America was six months Australia was six months um, but otherwise, I'd probably take a month or two off and just get away. And when I come back, I always remember thinking it's like someone's plugged me in and recharged me. So it's going to different cultures, a different way of life. But I just came back and I was like, my skin was glowing. I was just like beaming, like from, I don't know, from the soul, I suppose. Because people said to me, you've got a glow about you. And it wouldn't be like, oh, my skin looks nice. It's like something coming from inside. So I was so like happy or relaxed or whatever it was that recharged so this time I was kind of sitting there and I was like um, a friend of mine actually who I met in Cambodia strange enough strange enough she was uh, organizing a trip to Nepal where it was um, a 18 day hike around the Annapurna range in Nepal and I was like I would never get to do that um, otherwise but I've got my work what about money if I if I go away, I might not have rent when I come back. Uh, work won't give me time out, so I need to finish. And then, of course, it was the, I'm not fit enough. What if I get, the main thing for me, blisters. I'm going to get blisters on my feet. I don't know why it kept coming to me. I get blisters on my feet, and I'm going to hold the whole group up, and they might have to literally airlift me. And all this stuff was blocking me from doing it. 
And I think that day when it was that kind of like, get yourself sorted, get out of this rut, you're going to make yourself sick. I think something tweaked in me that day that I was like, do you know what? I need to do something drastic, like take myself completely out of water, where I'm in um, and make a change. So I said yes to going to Nepal for a month. And then I was like, I'm in Nepal. India's not far. I do a lot of yoga and I had actually do, um, done a few courses over the years um, myself um, for train, training, but I kind of, again, neglected it because my work was my number one priority. So I was like, I'll go to India and do another 200 hour teaching course. And maybe that would be the kickstart that I need to maybe get into that world. Um, so that's what I did. Yeah. So I... I remember the one thing again back around this at time um my manager when I said I I have to finish this job I'm not I'm not happy and I'm not going to make my um, my health will suffer and I just need to make the change in Nepal and India and then she was like do you know what why don't you just take a few weeks off and come back and then when you come back you can look for a job in the wellness area as you're working and I was like but I'm not I haven't got time to do anything else at the moment so how is when I come back going to be any different and then she went Sometimes you have to let, let your head rule your heart. And as soon as she said that, I went, do you know something just goes, no, like a big siren goes off in your head. And I was like, over the years, I have let a lot of um, decisions, oh, because you have to save, you have to have a mortgage, you have to do it this way, and you can't take risks because you might have a lower wage and you have to start to look for an annual income of a certain amount, la, la, la. And as soon as she said that, I was like, no, there's something so strong in my heart that or my soul my passion whatever it was that I was like I have to make a change and I have to go down the road of helping people and I don't quite know how but I just knew like I loved nutrition I'd done the diploma in nutrition on weekends over the years um of course I've done the yoga I was doing a lot of yoga um but there was something I was like I just need to make a change but I want it to be where I'm helping and changing other people's worlds and putting, helping with my, bringing my knowledge to them to help them lead a better life for themselves in their own way, whatever it is. So, yeah, so I did Nepal and I didn't get any listers. Um, I actually was one of the ones that were singing and dancing at the back and not a bother, which really shocked me because a lot of people had done a lot of hiking and I wasn't really a big hiker. I was a bit like, you know, for, of course, a few months beforehand, I was just walking everywhere I could as much as I could. And I'm trying to break in the new um, hiking boots that, when I got there, it was it was a revelation because there was eight hour days of walking up, down. Like this was the walk, like all day through the hills um, and the most beautiful scenery. You'll go around the corner and you'll see this big snow capped mountain, um, uh, paddy fields. Um, oh, it's just absolutely stunning. I'd recommend it to anyone. And it was really nice because that was a combination of the hiking and the yoga. So we'd, every morning and every evening would bring the yoga into either the movement or the philosophy and it was a small group. I mean, had brilliant guides and it was absolutely fantastic. So I went into, so that was, we did that and I loved it and I got so much from it. And then I went to India and then a little story, just, I know I'm going on, but a little story that happened actually. Um, we were journaling um, as we were hiking. So again, um, in the evenings, if we were tired, we might do a very gentle stretch, but might be journaling or, you know, answering questions um, internally and things like that would be part of the yoga. And I remember there was a question, like the the, the uh, our teacher was saying, um, you know, where do you see yourself in five years? And you'd write, they kind of write it down. And I was like, I'm not sure. And then it was like, where do you see yourself in a year? And I was like, 
do you know what? I'd like to be in the wellness world. And there was a yoga studio that I used to go to often. So I was like, do you know what? Um, I'd like to work in this studio, this yoga studio down the road from me. Um, and I put part time, 20 hours a week. So then I could concentrate on my nutrition, like building a nutrition business part time as well. So them two would go hand in hand. And I put the name of the studio and I put the exact 20 hours and I put, um, you know, so I have good life balance, I think, as well on this this kind of journal. And then she goes, what's your first next step? And I was like, and was my ne- it was like my next step when I come back was I'll, con- I'll contact the manager and see if there's any jobs. So that was that. And I that was um, so I went to India afterwards and in India I was in there for a month. And so I was sitting in India about two weeks before I was meant to head back to Ireland. And I I was talking to a friend and I was helping her, actually. She was wanting to start her own company and she was a pharmacist and she wants to set, set up her own um, natural moisturizers and, and body washes. And, and she had such great ideas, but she was like, I can't because I have a full-time job. I do this. And my, my, my dad will say no. And, I, and literally, without me knowing and looking back now, it's very interesting, but me and her sat for a good couple hours and I went through all her mind blocks and said, well, actually, have you thought of this? Have you thought of this? And yeah. we talked out a lot. And then by the end of that chat, she was, she had a name for a company and she was so excited. She, she's now started this company, finished her job. Cause I, I said, there's a, she had said, Oh, her full-time job. And I said, Oh, I've got a friend who is also a pharmacist, but she does this and she, you know, locum and different ideas. She was like, I didn't think of this. So anyways, now this lovely lady has her own company in England with her own cosmetics. But she said to me, what are you going to do now for you? Just like, what, how are you, what are you going to do when you get back? And I was like, do you know what? I'm going to go and email the manager of that yoga studio. So I went back to my room and literally put my laptop on. And the first thing that popped up was um, on Facebook, a message from this yoga studio looking for a part-time PA, blah, blah, blah. So I looked at it and I went, oh, scary. So I emailed her straight away and I said, don't know if you know me. I met you a few times. I've been a, a member there for years. I'm in India. I've just finished my 200 hours. But in two weeks, I'll be back and I could do a Zoom interview or whatever it was. But I'm really interested in this. She came back straight away and she goes, you're overqualified. It's only a PA job. It's 20 hours. And I was like, I don't care. This is what I know I have to do to yeah. step over or step out of that other world. Because otherwise I knew I'd go back and go, oh, my God, I know this managing. I'll just go back in for a while. So it took me out and I got a job. I looked at my journal and that was from the day I started my new job in that studio, 20 hours a week. Like, and I had life balance that it wasn't overwhelming. I could finish at five o'clock. It was seven weeks earlier. I wrote my diary, my journal, exactly what I ended up doing. And then that's now brought me into running yoga retreats, teaching uh, classes regularly. um, And then now gone to the coaching, uh, NLP coaching and just, it seems to kind of board it all together, the coaching with the, um, the health, the nutrition, the yoga, and then the, the coaching. So that's my story. That's <laughs> and that's a short amazing, version. <laughs> well, yeah, it's an amazing journey, though, that you've been on. And I'm, I'm glad that I've been able to watch you uh, part of that kind of journey in the last few few months anyway. Yeah. yeah. Um, certainly some of the sessions we've had have been really interesting. Yeah. Um, um, there was, I, I don't know if you mind me sharing this. No, I don't mind. There, there was a, there was, I believe there was this kind of image of kind of getting some kind of presentation. And yeah. that's something that we were working on. Um, and it's still going to happen. I can see it in your head there. Yeah. It's still happening. So yeah. 
what steps are you taking to to make that happen? You well, think? to be I honest, it's happening already. Yeah, I, I do, and I feel like something's clicked even in the last two or three weeks because again, you have that fear of the unknown, and you're stepping outside, and you're on your own in terms of you know you have to look after marketing, you have to look after business, and things, and you sometimes have that kind of panic and that thing holding you back. And then recently, I've kind of gone, no, just just do it. Just, just that's scary. Just do it, and. And I see myself stepping every day a little bit further towards mm-hmm. where I'm going to. Good. Funny you said, sorry, so, uh, the award. I put um, a vision board with my business together. And at the top, it says Amanda Marin, um, Amanda Marin award-winning health and wellbeing coach. <laughs> so the, that's still in my head, even though I hadn't really thought of it since our chat that time, our coaching session, or when we were talking together, that ends up my vision board which was very strange or very, uh, so yeah, still there. But I think it's just taking, taking steps that you don't feel overwhelmed because you kind of see this, okay, you need to be own your business and you have to, you have to have an income to support you. You have to do And then also you kind of start having all this stuff coming into you going, okay, well, how am I going to get to that peak of Mount Everest? Mm-hmm. What I'm saying at the bottom, looking up and you kind of go overwhelming, but then I kind of bring myself back to, okay, I'm going to get vistas from up and down hiking, and I did it. So I'm like, right, baby steps, you know, take the first step, which would be, you know, getting something like a market research done even, and things that just get you a little bit closer yes. and get you a clearer mind, and then start kind of moving forward to what That's it, you have to take a step, step forward, and that you're doing that, and I can see the compelled, you know, you're being compelled um, to yeah. take these steps forward. And you yeah. still have your, you still have your lazy days. Yeah, like of course. lazy days comprise of jumping into your freezing cold <laughs> seas. Yeah. One of the things you you started doing is jumping into freezing yeah. cold water, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So I started um, swimming in the cold Irish Sea, and let me say the word "cold" very, very big and bright. <laughs> it's freezing. Um, so, of course, everyone, the, the lockdown happened and everyone was thrown into this whirlpool of what and how was going on and where, what's happening. And, you know, um, I suppose uh, mental health wise, I came back actually from, I was lucky enough, I was in Costa Rica doing a yoga retreat. And then I had like a couple of weeks where I was able to just relax on the beach and everything. And I came back just literally a few days before the pandemic closed down island and we we got we flew in and because we're hearing whispers about it when we're away and then it kind of the week after everything closed so when I got back the job I had lined up and again things happened for a reason because it was a job that I was like I better have just something lined up when I get back and I might do it for a bit it's weird how your mind plays these tricks on you but I said I'll I'll have it for a bit of time to get myself sorted have some money coming in and then I'll do what I want to do I'll discover I'll, I'll start my own company and when I got back, of course, that job, they rang and said, look, we don't know what's happening. We're based in the tourism industry. We can't take on a new marketing, I think it was marketing and sales manager. Um, so we'll, we'll let you know maybe in a few weeks once this dies down. And um, that was back in March. So, of course, at the time you knew everything's changing, that I'll never work in there. And actually, I was kind of like delighted because I knew it wasn't for me, that job, but it was something I kind of done a panic okay I'll get that job and just just do it for a bit kind of thing so I found myself um out work um and 
a bit kind of like what should I do myself um, and luckily there are some supports in place for the pandemic money which was it was great because then that kind of took a big chunk of the okay how am I going to pay my rent how am I going to buy groceries out of the equation um, and so sea swimming came in after about um, so maybe like kind of end of April May so this time last year I'd say um, uh, we had done a bit and I, I was actually a quite positive person so lockdown and the, the whole sort of the first few months people were affected a different way and I was actually quite kind of positive about it as in I was you know looking going for a lot of walks and 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 trying to sort of see as many people on zoom and catch up people and I really kind of tried to get positive mind about it and then a friend of mine messaged me and said um a few of us went sea swimming last week and it was really good do you fancy coming and I was like uh sea swimming in the Irish sea uh do you know what I'll come up to see you and I'll stand on the shore waving to you and maybe have a cup of tea afterwards I'll bring a flask of hot water but I don't think I'll get the sea and they're like well bring your swimming costume anyways I'll see what happens so of course when you're there there was four of us and um it, it was kind of like I put my foot in and I was like uh-uh no way no run back out and the girls they slowly slowly because they were again beginning they just slowly slowly kind of got in and they dipped their shoulders under and ran back out and that was it but they had the the rush of the the boost I think that cold water brings you and I was like looking at them going well I can't go home now and be really annoyed with myself that I just stood there on the shore looking at them so I kind of ran in dipped my shoulders for a second and then ran back out but that instant of that cold blast did something to me where it kind of gave me like some boost of energy or it just it made you just kind of just overwhelmingly excited or happy or released of all maybe the tension that I'd probably been hiding thinking oh I'm positive this is all fine but all that kind of like what's the future holding like it kind of evaporated from my body so that was the start of it and every week little by little we would we would meet on a weekly basis and it was more the social aspect afterwards because you like you know when you're inside you're not really you're not um, seeing people but this is an outside space and it was opening up a little bit so you can kind of see human beings again you know so it was that kind of social aspect of connecting but also the sea swimming brought us together because it was that feeling of I can't explain it but it's like you feel like you can take over on the world when you get out of the sea and you have that cold run through you you're going in cold, you, you have that fear, like, I can't do this, your mind's like, it's too cold, you're going to freeze, you can't do this, and by the time you've gone in, swam around for a bit, and you've, you've controlled your breathing, which is really, really important, because once your breathing calms, you're, you can you enjoy it, you get out, and you're so warm, even the day might be cold, there's like a flood of endorphins, or whatever it is flooding you, that you feel excitable, you want to dance, you want to, you want to, run around and you're not freezing cold like you know and you kind of get dressed and then you have like your cup of tea and your little chats with someone and head home and I think for me that going on because again the pandemic went on a lot longer than a lot of people originally thought but starting that last May and that taking that through from May I think I had my last sea swim in December was something I think for my mental health and for my friend's mental health there's a few people that did struggle at times and the sea swim they used to always say oh my god like it's just done something to my body that I'm able to go back and in a different positive uh, place. So even though I was feeling it, what my friends were also saying at the same time, because it was all new to us. We weren't sea swimmers in general. And it was all this kind of like, yeah, it, just, it was just, and it just kept us going. It kept us 
like together as a kind of a little community even though maybe two of us went that was okay or four of us it was just a chance to get out and throw yourself in the sea and then come out and just feel revived and like I said recharged like my traveling plugs me in the sea it felt the same it was like plug me in recharge I'm ready to take on what's ahead of me and and I just think it was great for um physical but definitely mental health of both myself and especially a couple of my friends that would come with me on a regular basis and if you'd said to me a year ago I'd be jumping in the cold sea I'd be like never like I wouldn't even in summer go in the sea here because it was just too cold <laughs> you know if I go if I go out to, on holidays yes yeah, straight to the sea in Ireland I just it was just so cold even this, in the August I would be like wetsuit going in for a little bit coming straight back out and now here I am jumping in swimsuit because I want to <laughs> it's mad you know what, Tony Robbins better watch out. You know, he, <laughs> he jumps into his, his shock pool every morning. So, and I think yeah. it's the same principle. It's resets your resets your body really and ready to start the new day or the new week for you. Yeah. Um. So yeah, and it's great how you described exactly you know how it felt for you. Yeah. Um. It reminded me as well of a recent workshop or seminar that I, I took part in, a webinar for ocean activism. And how they use that, how they're using NLP um, to bring more people, engage more people with ocean activism and yeah. making sure that there's less pollutants in that in the seas and yeah. people are looking after their beaches and that more. Um, certainly, uh, I can see this. I also had the visions of childhood and we used to swim in the local rivers yeah. and you very rarely see that these days yeah we forget that when we get up become adults don't we how much fun yeah. we used to have so in a way it was like going back to your childhood yeah. in another sense and, and just being there with a special group of friends that you can do things with and yeah. I guess growing up we, we do have less stuff going on in our minds and maybe that's reflective of and that's what helps the kind of the mental yeah. health aspect as yeah, well. Yeah, so. I think so. And I think with the sea swimming as well, I think like back to the mind mindset, you know, you know, if you're going, you're jumping in and you go, I can't do that. No, it's too cold. I can't. I just can't. And you, you do it. You're like, why was that say I can't when I did it? And I really enjoyed it. So like sometimes when I'm about to do something, I'm like, oh, no, I can't do that. And I'm like, think of the sea swimming. I threw myself in a freezing cold sea when I really didn't want to. And I came out the other side and I really felt the benefits of it and I keep thinking now that's what I put as a a kind of a vision for me when I, I'm kind of trying to step outside my comfort zone yeah. I'm like well I do it when I jump in the sea and I don't sometimes my body my brain is like you don't want to do that that's too cold you know all those everything to, to put you off and then once that's you right. just take that leap or just plunge yourself in yeah for a few seconds it's like uncomfortable but the relief and the the new comfort zone you have around you it's just such a, a different kind of feeling. So I think I've now tried to apply that with, again, me starting a company on business. Mm-hmm. There are certain things that I scare and I'm outside my comfort zone. But I'm like, just plunge yourself in. And as you come up, yeah, it might be horrible and difficult for a bit when you're trying to figure it out. But then breathe. And it will be then your norm. And you'll feel, you'll look forward to doing it, hopefully. The, you know, the bits along the way. So that's some great, great, that's some great mm. advice. So thank yeah. you for that. And, you know, whether it's jumping into, a, you know, that fear of the cold or whether it's fear of blisters in your feet for going that long walk. Um, certainly, I do not remember the pain. I can't think back and remember the pain that I went through because yeah. I, I, I had to take three days off of my walk and I was told yeah. I could walk again. 
for three days. That eventually came for three days. But when you said you can't walk again, I went what? Uh, it gave me a shock, and then they added on it. You have to give three days rest. <laughs> uh, so I was like, oh, phew, is that all? Uh, so, but you know, maybe that was deliberate. I don't know, but certainly. I can't remember, looking back, I can't remember the pain that I've ever felt in anything. I don't remember the feeling of pain. I just know pain in the moment. Yes. And yes. it's psychological from that yes. point of view. So um, blisters, jumping into a cold, icy, icy waters. Um, it is mental barriers and we can overcome them. You've demonstrated that twice in today's conversation. Um yes. Thank you very much for joining me on Jamie's Coach Journey. I hope you've enjoyed your time. I have. Thank you so much, Jamie. Really enjoyed it. I'm going to, let's just say, um, I'll see you later. Hopefully we'll cross paths travelling at one point. Oh, I'd love that. (laughs) We're both avid travellers. We both love travelling. There's a lot of walks actually you've done and actually on your plan. I'm like, I'd love to do that. So might join you for part of it along the way. Fantastic. No, I would, I would <laughs> love that. You know, I do, I'm planning a wee trip for a 5,000 mile journey from Santiago to Jerusalem. So. I would join you for a bit of it. 5,000, maybe not, but I join you for some of that. Join me in Turkey for the hammams and we can do the plunge pools together. Brilliant. Yeah. Sounds fantastic. <laughs> I love that. Well, thank you very much. No and pleasure. anything else you would like to say before we wind up? Um, I suppose just uh, on, from what I've said, if someone has anything where the mindset blocks um, about something they really want to do, um, you know, look at what what's the worst that can happen and take the plunge and go for it. And there's always support there for you um, to accountability that helps. I found that helps. Um, again, my friends were my accountability for turning up to swimming and turning up to run. But also like even like with the, the business it's having people that you can talk to and like help you along the way as well. So I think that's so important. And yeah, I just, I think your health, your happiness is so, so important. And I think you just need to follow the passion in you that you, to bring you where you want to be in life. So yeah. So, I mean, that's where my passion is to help people do that. And I know Jamie, you're the same. So yeah, I just hope people are inspired by what we were talking about and all from all your podcasts and, and take leaps of action that maybe they never thought of doing and see what what happens and what journey they end up on. Great words of wisdom, Amanda. <laughs> and thank you very much for sharing that. Um, uh, by all means, give me some links to your to your yoga group and that, and we can certainly get that shared um, as well. And fantastic words of wisdom there. And what I always say is just take that first step and then go the distance. Yeah, brilliant.